Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, back with his good friend, Matt, the mortgage guy. How you doing, buddy? Doing great, Mike. How you doing? Doing good, man. So we're going to talk about video number two, kind of Matt, the investor, right? You and your wife own some rental properties. You're always out looking for the next one. Uh, you happen to be in a very, very hot market that probably is changing. So let's hear about Sacramento, California, because I don't know anything about Sacramento other than it's the capital of California, but that's all I know. Right. Yeah. We've got some rentals in Sacramento. We've got some rentals, um, you know, within kind of an hour of Sacramento in some, in some other cheaper markets, but um, going to show some cool stats regarding Sacramento. Not only, you know, are we personally invested, but work with a ton of investors who are investing here. Um, those that started investing 10 years ago, seeing the growth of Sacramento have seen some fantastic returns. Mm. Um, and now for some folks, Sacramento feels like an expensive market, but still um, compared to your neck of the woods, mm. San Jose, San Francisco is, is relatively cheap. Um, last Friday, I did a real estate event. We had about 80 real estate agents at the Sacramento Association of Realtors. Ryan Lundquist, who does sacramentoappraisalblog.com, came and shared some amazing stats about a shifting market. Um, and so I'll pull up uh, this with his permission, mm -hmm. as long as I give him his due credit and, and remind people to go to sacramentoappraisalblog.com. I'm not you know going to share... You know what? Can you do? Can you do me a favor offline? Huh? Make an introduction. I'd love to get him on to talk details about Sacramento someday. Okay. Yeah, he'll be he'll be willing to. He's a busy man, but I'm sure he's he's game for that. So um, you can see this chart. I can. Thank you. This is the Sacramento region monthly inventory, Mike. So you can yeah. see, like, starting in call it July of 2020, once uh, kind of the freak out of yep. the pandemic where everybody froze, mm -hmm. we've had two straight years of Jeez. sub one month of inventory, nothing on the market. Hmm. Um, and looky, looky, <laughs> 1.74 months um, is the latest reading. And it's, it's still not a ton of inventory, but compared to what we've had in the last two years, yeah. it's like a 210% increase. And something that Ryan brought up last Friday, which I thought was a really good point. You can't look at real estate from a national level and say six months of inventory is balanced. Six months of inventory is where it's right on the line between seller's market and buyer's market because every market is different. Mm. Sacramento specific, if you go back 20 years, mm -hmm. our balanced market is somewhere between two and a half and three months of inventory. Okay. And so by looking at this, we can say, well, we're pretty darn close. You know, if we went from 0 0.68, 0 0.95, 124. If we get up to two and a half by call it September, October, we're going to already be in a position where like, you know, it's yeah. not that sellers have all the leverage, not the buyers have all the leverage. It'll be, you know, considered a fairly balanced market. I'll, um, I'll, go, I'll go one better. I think, I think Sacramento, if we look at this, so if we look at this in September for August, you're going to be at least two and a half. Um, because I think what happened today, National Association Realtor came out with scary numbers, 5-1. We talked about that. Uh, transactions crashing. I think that's going to freak out buyers more. And it's actually going to cause some FOMO from sellers. So I actually think we're going to have a distorted couple of months where more FOMO from sellers, which equals more inventory, you're going to have less buyers, which when you do the months of inventory calculation is really going to explode this number higher. The months of inventory or days on market, whatever you want to call it, it really explodes with a loss of demand and it increases supply. So I think this continues to shoot up. It would not shock me if you're above three 
in the next 60 days. I, I believe it. And, and to your point, people miss this. Ryan, um, you know, let real estate agents know we're not in a market where a ton of stuff is coming to market where there's a you know million foreclosures and all that stuff's coming on no. at once. The reason why inventory is going up like it is, is because the stuff that's currently on there is not selling nearly as fast. Exactly. So as it's... the new inventory comes, it just adds on to existing that used to sell in nine days. Now it's on for 25 or whatever, you know, whatever those numbers are, mm. it, it, it piles up. And so we'll be interesting to watch. Um, I think this one goes back a little bit farther, right? Months mm -hmm. of housing supply back to 2014. Yeah. Um, you know, Makes these sense. markets that were competitive, but mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the very top of what we've seen in the last eight years is three months of inventory. So not only, yeah, you know, by, by the end of this year, dude, you're going to be at three and a half or four. This is just going to go parabolic at least right. for a little time. And again, it's going to be very interesting because I think inside that number is going to be a lot of want to sell, not need to sell. So it will probably come back when people start to withdraw listings, but there's going to be a couple of months that you're like, like Ryan is scratching his head going, Oh my God, what the hell just happened? Right. Right. And there's so many charts where, where, um, I probably, um, yeah, this is interesting too. It's like burn months of supply where it's like different markets are different, you know, mm -hmm. our mixed market versus unhealthy versus healthy market is going to be different than Orlando, Denver, Tampa, and, and these other things. So this was a cool one that showed, you know, Sacramento, then you've got. What are the colors? I'm trying to put that together. So the dot is month of supply. I get that. Right. So the green is like healthy price appreciation, oh, for not a that lot of market. supply okay, for that market. It. You know, the, the tan is mixed and then red is like enough supply where we're seeing price depreciation, which, you know, okay. all of these markets are relatively far, but okay. if from, from an unhealthy price depreciation, so much inventory that price are coming down, um, but quickly approaching, right? Like, yeah, yeah. like the, the thing we saw. So, okay. um, I don't know. There's 84 slides on here. I was going to try to find something. Um, yeah, look at that. Pendings are down. This is all, this is exactly yeah. what listings are going to, active listings are going to go up. Pendings are going to go down. Days on market are going to go higher. It's just, we are in for a very messy 90 days. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, that's why I just, when I was at a real estate office, I don't want to give away all Ryan's good stuff. You got to, you got to pay okay. to see him. Um, when I was in a real estate office on Monday, it was all enthusiasm. And like I told agents, I'm on the buy side. I, you know, I, I don't really play at all with sellers or the list side. It's not my ball game. My ball game is working with buyers and investors on the buy side. I'm on team buy side. And so when buy side has more leverage, we're entering a market like we're entering, it's game on for, uh, yeah, for mortgage I brokers and, and the buy side agents. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I'm telling everybody, again, one rental at a time is a buy and hold channel, right? Mainly. And I'm telling everybody, get excited. Every negative headline you go, there goes 2% of my competition, <laughs> right? It just is. It's a mental mind trick. And again, folks, this is going to go on for several years. What I want you to do is if you're lucky enough to be in a position where you can get one or two, we're only doing great deals. We're not doing good. Good left the building, only great. Uh, if you're lucky enough to be able to do two, do yourself a favor, make sure deal number two is better than deal number one. If you're really lucky and you can do three, make sure deal number three is better than deal number two. I did this from 2009 to 2012. Every deal was better than the one before. I had no idea where the bottom was and neither do you. So 
Make yeah. sure every deal you do is better than the preceding one. Um, because again, this is, this is, this is the time fixed rate debt cash flow day one. Don't bet on appreciation. Um, just get the seller to pay closing costs, increase your yield, get them to buy down your rate, increases yield. Don't offer list price. It's just our time. Our time is finally coming. <laughs> yeah. It's and, finally and, here. And I'm going to dig something out of there and I'm going to reiterate this because this is important for folks. You have to act. There's going to be a lot of people that go, oh, it's getting better. Maybe prices go down. Maybe rates go down. People are going to wait for the perfect time for the next five or 10 years and never take action. I know it because I talk to these folks every day yeah. and it pains me inside saying out of this person's mouth is I want to be a real estate investor. I want to add to my real estate portfolio. I want to have that passive income when I retire, all the things they want from real estate, but they're not taking action. And to your point, you know, you go out and you execute on a deal and you learn something and then you do another one and it's a little bit better deal. You do another one. It's a little bit better deal. I personally look back and think to myself, why did I wait until 2017? Mm -hmm. You know, because truth be told, I was in mortgage in 2013 and we bought our primary back in uh, 2006. I was house hacking and I, and I didn't even know what that was with, with roommates uh, paying rent. But I was, I was probably three years into bigger pockets and listening to all that stuff and being around real estate investors, writing mortgages for investors, watching investors in 2013, 14, 15, that I was writing the loans for get great deals and go out there and, and add 10, 12, 15 units to their portfolio. So you have to go out and act. There's never going to be a perfect time. And unfortunately, there's going to be a lot of folks that are like, okay, well, if it's better than it was last month, maybe next month will be even better. And if, if this is a slightly a great deal, trust me, there's no perfect time when home prices are going to be at their all-time lows. Interest rates are also going to be low. And the funny part is when it is that perfect time, you're going to have more competition than ever. <laughs> the, the funny thing about people that are buying their primary residence, I was joking with this real estate group on Monday, is they're all complaining that there's too many offers. It's too hard to get offer accepted. Here we are, folks. It's easier getting offer accepted. And now they're upset with that, right? Because rates are higher. So like you, you can't have um, the, the ease of getting into contract today and the rates of January and all the things, right? You just have to go out and, um, yeah. and, and act. So folks, wrapping this session up, I'm going to point at my hat. This is what I want you to do, right? Do the work. If you're in my course group, whatever it means, have a buy box do the daily discipline, understand what an average deal is. Once you know average, we're only doing great. If average is six, we do nine. If average is eight, we do 11. Whatever that is for you, let's do great deals. Uh, let's get 30-year money, cash flow day one. Don't bet on appreciation. It's just got to make sense. Being a landlord built is how you build wealth. There'll be more wealth. You buy, How you build wealth in the United States is you buy assets when they're on sale. You yep. find motivated hey. sellers, get terms. It's a beautiful thing. In line with do the work, I forgot to mention this and I have to plug this because this Friday, July 22nd, I'm launching a podcast. It's called Get Better Every Day. I'm nice. talking to business owners, athletes, mortgage executives, a bunch of different people in a bunch of different ways, getting better every day. To right. your point, by doing the work as an investor, folks are going to get better every day. Um, and so um, I'm certainly going to have you on that, Mike. I'll let you know, but um, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Math the Mortgage Guy, go find me. There's plenty of stuff out there that's going to be promoting that that get better every day, which will be on um, Apple Podcasts, 
um, wherever like the heck it. that stuff gets streamed. I don't know. I just record them with great people. And then those get streamed to, um, to other places. Uh, you, that? Oh, Spotify, 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 Apple podcasts and all the other places. So, um, awesome. that, and then of course, if, if you're getting better every day, you're doing the work, you're looking to invest, go to greatmortgagebroker.com, fill out the form. Um, my team will be in touch. If it's your time, great. We'll get you pre-approved. We'll make sure the I's are dotted, the T's are crossed and you're ready to roll. If it's not your time, great. But, um, you know, I'm seeing more and more people that are like, maybe, I don't know, mm -hmm. get out there, do the work. There you go. Get going. All right. Thank you very much for your time. I appreciate you. Thanks, Mike.